copywriting expert, author and life coach. And I'm so excited to have Odette Woods from London with me. Odette is a spiritual mentor, motivational speaker, author and opera singer. She helps people going through important life transitions and challenges in relationship, health and work-life balance. She has combined an opera singing career while gaining invaluable life lessons over 30 years as a nurse, accompanying hundreds of souls on their most challenging journey through cancer treatment and end-of-life transitions. This has given her the most extraordinary view on life and what really matters. Welcome, dear Odette, to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Esther. I am honored to join you. Thank you for inviting me. Beautiful. So let's jump right into your story. What has been the turning moments in your life? Hmm. Yeah, there have been many, <laughs> but the big significant ones really... Uh, I suppose uh, many years ago, I was at music college and I had a dream. And in that dream, my mom, who I was very close to, was really upset. Uh, she was actually distraught and I'd never seen her like that. And I said, mom, what's wrong? And she said, I, I, can't, I don't remember what she said, but she was just really inconsolable. I said, mom, don't worry about anything. I will take care of everything in the dream. And then I woke up and I was really upset, but I didn't know why I was upset. This was out of the blue. There was nothing going on in my world. Um, obviously, I rang home. And uh, when I rang home, I was told that mom hadn't wanted to worry me, but she'd been admitted to hospital. And she was having a liver biopsy that day. And I knew when I, heard, I was a nurse, a trained nurse, registered nurse, I knew before I started my opera career, uh, I knew that that was serious, so I arranged to fly home, and I arrived home, I think, late that night and went straight to the hospital, and that was the day she was actually given a diagnosis, said she, a prognosis of six weeks, and she literally had six weeks from then. That was a turning point because mm -hmm. it felt like a soul's call to my purpose. I didn't know it at the time, and we don't always know it, but I, I stayed and I looked after my mom. And because I had all my expertise from the medical professional side, I was really able to be of help to her. So I was fine tuning every single little thing that would make everything easier for her. Um, and she had a really peaceful and beautiful transition. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was a year later that my dad was diagnosed and we had a year from that as well and made the same journey with my dad. And that carved out the commitment in my heart and soul to help people making that journey and set me off on a tangent side by side with my singing into discovering who I am and how important service is in my heart. And mm -hmm. like really discovering the depths of my own love and commitment to helping people. So it was a major turning point, yeah. Oh yeah, I got goosebumps when you told that. How old were you at that, when your mother died? 34 or 35. Okay. That's many years ago now. We're not mm -hmm. counting the years. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, over 20 years, 25 years ago. Uh, yeah, 25 years ago. Um, and honestly, I look back on that and it was the greatest gift of my life because it woke me up to who I am. 
and the importance of living true to who I am, which is what all my work is about now. This is why I sat now for life for all of that. So it, it plugged me into my purpose. And what seemed like the most challenging thing, because I was really close to my mom, you know, she had the most wonderful, vibrant spirit. And I just uh, really felt very much aligned with who she was. Uh, and so I was able to let go of her without attachment because I knew I'd done everything within my power. And I discovered then that that's really important where people are um, dealing with a, a very difficult diagnosis or mm -hmm. the end of life transition. People are impotent. They don't know how to help. But your love is the answer. Like sharing the experience is the answer. And because of my coaching uh, uh, training, I kind of learned then how to shape that experience for many, many people after that in how to reframe it, to take the fear out of it, to take the fear out of death and to find the gift, even in circumstances beyond our control that seem like just impossible to navigate our way around. Um, so I, I feel blessed and it was like a, a soul packed with, with my mom and I, that she was giving this gift of my life to me, which has been a great treasure and I hope will continue to bless other people. That's mm. my, yeah. So 20 years ago, you, you recognized your purpose or was it a journey from there to here? Did it change your purpose? Yes, <laughs> it did because I also had the fires of passion for opera in me. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because I was an introvert. I feel like I'm an introvert by nature. <laughs> So, like I had to kind of convert myself into an extrovert in order to meet my my uh, vocal potential and bring it out to the world. So I had to become something more that could go out when really I loved being in. And so there was a journey of navigating my way around my own ego and my own attachment to how that should look. Uh, trying to be something versus being something and you know you could imagine how you can play all of that out in different opera roles where you play different characters and you know it shows me like in a way we play different characters in life as well we've got our roles assigned to us and so I would be going on stage and with each role I'd be embodying a different aspect of life looking at different life lessons and um tuning into what feels real for me and what doesn't and what is truth for me and what isn't. So everything became a gift of learning as well. But I did need to go through the process. And I think we all have uh, like we have a, a burgeoning sort of desire in some way. And even if people haven't found it, it's there somewhere to be found if you go on a treasure hunt. Uh, but we need to fulfill that as well. That's part of why we're here is to fulfill our desires so we kind of like empty the bag and then we're more available for service. So I feel like my singing career was that. So while it's not finished now, it's not my, my most important uh, drive right now and it will be incorporated into all I do because it's mm -hmm. part of who you are in your self-expression. You know, tell, so, me, yeah. tell me Odette, what was your favorite role Opera? My favorite role that I sang or that I didn't sing yet? <laughs> well, tell me both. <laughs> okay, so I would say Norma is my favorite role, and I haven't sung that yet. 
And I say yet, because that yeah. may be on the cards. There's no attachment to it, but I love it. I feel it's a role written for my voice. Uh, I My voice is dramatic coloratura, which is like Joan Sutherland and uh, Maria Callas. So it's like, a, it has the extremes of range and range of emotion also within that. Um, but, and there's vulnerability and there's power. And it's like the divine feminine all in one role. I and see you already. <laughs> I see you already. <laughs> Interesting because, you know, you'll understand this. Uh, the part of me that was introverted loved playing something like Madame Butterfly or, or um, Mimi in La Boheme because there's a part that, that was closer to my true nature rather than, you know, I also sang the Queen of the Night and the Queen of the Night is like strident mm -hmm. and powerful. And this is how people see me because of my looks, but on the inside, yeah. I was pure mush. Oh. And I was like this feminine heroine wanting to be discovered and trying <laughs> to navigate my way between these two aspects of my own femininity and my own freedom to express myself. Uh, and, you know, even still, that's a challenge where, you know, women are taught who we have to be. We're taught to be caretakers and to be loving and nurturers. And then we're also taught sometimes that the fire in us is a bad thing, you know, and not to be able to own our challenging aspects, which can also be uh, an expression of love as well. Um, and so... It was like a journey of embracing all of that, embracing the light and the shadow and being okay with all of it. So to me, life just never stops giving me lessons. And I'm sure I'm not uh, <laughs> the only one that gets this. So every day is a lesson and a gift of exploration to go beyond where we're stopped and to uh, dig deep inside ourselves to become more of who we already are and always mm. were. Right? Would you like to share a few lessons from the past months or so hmm let me think the past month or last uh, year okay so one that many people might be dealing with now and it's really relevant to your audience it's fear if fear exists in my world i see the world as a mirror so that the world on the outside is actually a mirror of of my internal state and that when we look we're actually affecting what we see they've proven this scientifically don't ask me to quote chapter and verse on the scientific <laughs> research but it does exist absolutely if i look at the world that we're in and this is actually why i wrote angelo de la vie uh, right now nobody can presume what tomorrow will bring nobody you know we're all having to become resourceful you know, my income was affected by that, my sense of, of financial security in the world. So I knew I had two options. One was uh, to panic <laughs> and to worry and to be afraid. And the other one was to dig deep and to listen to the part of me that is never afraid, my own inner navigator, my inner truth, my divine connection, my satnav. Uh, which is why I'm writing this online course, Satnav for Life. I want to help other people tune into that because you can listen to circumstance and be beholden and a victim of circumstance, or you can plug into your divine connection to universal consciousness, cosmic awareness to God himself, herself inside us, uh, where there's no fear, there's no 
lack of anything and to live from that place of trust and faith. So I've, because I've been committed to exploring this, I've been put through the ringer because I cannot teach this until I can embody it myself. So, and I've welcomed the lessons though. And I think this is something that's really valuable to welcome the lessons whenever something fearful shows up instead of running away from it, to embrace it as a gift to go deeper into trust and faith. Uh, so everybody has different faiths. Uh, I'm not into telling anybody what to believe, but for everybody to trust, to tune into the God of your own understanding, how you describe that, whatever faith means to you. Faith is, you know, the opposite to fear. So to me, that's like the pathway from fear to love. And it puts me in the driving seat always to go beyond, to ignore reality and to stick and create my own inner bubble of truth. And by the laws of attraction, by the laws of frequency and vibration, uh, you then attract. So you're kind of living in a different world then. So the world of fear is still there for other people, but I'm not living in it. And so I think this is a, a gift then. So I've been navigating my way through that day by day, looking at, okay, how am I going to pay this bill? Uh, what about that? How do I explain that, uh, you know, without compromising myself and speaking scarcity? Because our word is so powerful and creative that I've had to learn the lessons as well of not speaking scarcity. And that's something I need like a police watchdog on my thoughts that I, I uh, don't speak to create scarcity. So I'm, I'm practicing that day by day to become a mastermind and a champion of uh, positive creation and living from love, living in love, living in love and faith. Yeah. That's a powerful. I know you're so aligned with all of this because I'm speaking your language. This is how I started this podcast. And I think it's so exquisite. I see that in you. I see your inner radiance. You see, it's unmistakable. It's unmistakable in your Thank smile you. and in your energy yeah. and even in the uh, intelligence behind the quest, the consciousness behind the questions that you are providing unique uh, space for people to show up in and so I'm really grateful for you to give me an opportunity mm -hmm. thank you and your audience in this way I really mean that uh, I am I am inspired by you in that <laughs> yeah beautiful let's speak about your I think latest book Angelo de la Vie yeah yes yeah, so it's my main book yes yeah. so, so Angelo de la Vie the angel of life discovered the hidden feeling, uh, discovered hidden uh, secrets of living and dying well. To me, I'd never written a book before, but I'd always written for myself, for my enjoyment. Um, my spiritual teacher told me, you're a natural born writer, you need to write. But also I was closing a door on that aspect of my life uh, to uh, reach out into a new space as speaker, uh, mentor, and uh, uh, you know, uh, author. So uh, I wrote this book with an intention of, of completing something of over 30 years of my life. I wanted to tell the stories uh, of people who have gone before that, that those of us who are here now can benefit from the lessons of their lives. 
So uh, it's, it's a book of deep spiritual truth, but I wanted it to be really palatable for people. So I turned it into a fictional story, <laughs> which is basically rebranding death. It's like looking at death as the gift of life that you're not actually free to live fully and on purpose until you make peace with death as part of life. So I, I created four stories within context of a bigger uh, story within that um, of people's real life experiences, obviously anonymized, um, fictionalized, uh, where people are, are facing a, a, an end of life prognosis and they're looking at the regrets of their lives. They're looking at the the, the bucket list that they didn't manage to make, the dreams they didn't fulfill, the broken relationships, many people with broken relationships, not speaking to their son or their mother for years and years, or a friend they were really close to once that they just let go of. And it's like, we can cover all this up with all the diversions of life, but it's like a little hole in our hearts of something missing. And, and when you get a prognosis, uh, of a time that you have left in the body, what happens is it's like there's a it's sort of awakening to everything that matters in life. And I think it was such, such a shame that people run out of time. And I wanted to use the benefit of that, that learning and the lessons of many, many people thrown into these few uh, chapters uh, so that people can wake up now. It's really a, a book of awakening for the world right now. It's, there's nothing scary about death in it. It's actually a gift of awakening and remembering of the truth of who we are and the possibility of every single soul to realize our divine potential in this life, mm -hmm. in this life. And I'm like really wishing that people would discover this book because I know it's a gift. Uh, in fact, you know, something really special recently, I sent it to a friend of my mom's who was turning 80. I never totted up how many years she, old she was, but she was, she just turned 80. Um, and I, I didn't send it to many people because, you know, I'm, I'm marketing it and, you know, I'm busy with everything, but I wanted to send it to her. And uh, I just felt she had a beautiful spirit and I wanted her to have this gift and out of the blue. So she, I, I didn't know anything about whether she read it. Then just uh, a little while ago, I had a call from my aunt who lives close to her that she'd been called into hospital and the following day she died. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think she had a brain hemorrhage. Beautiful, beautiful soul. She was a teacher, she was a mother, uh, a wife. Just, you know, these quiet heroes, heroines in life who spread the light of love quietly. Um, and her sister wrote to me recently. I sent a letter because her sister, who was a missionary, used to be a nun. And she, uh, I sent a letter of condolence to her saying just gratitude for her life that I had come to know her a little bit through my mom and how the important role she played in my mom's life. And she wrote back to me and she said that uh, Anna was her name that Anna had loved my book, Angelo. Oh. Loved the book and she'd written passages in her diary. Oh, that really so beautiful. Me. Yeah, honestly, I felt, oh, thank you God for letting me do anything oh. to, to uh, 
help her with the journey that lay ahead of her. One never knows what people experience. It's a journey you make on your own, but maybe even the recognition that, uh, because not everybody has everything to complete. Some people lead, lead lives full of awareness and completion, but the multitude of people don't. Most people uh, are sleeping at the wheel kind of thing. And uh, it's really, really an important time in our world now that people wake up and recognize the importance of knowing the gift of life and not wasting another moment, taking your eyes away from all the diversions of the world and really tuning into what really matters. We matter, love matters. So in wherever you are, in your little bubble, in your community, be love, be the message of love and truth for people mm. and uh, be willing to transcend everything that isn't that. Mm. And, and that means tuning away from fear. I know that, uh, that this is the context for your work, but it's the same thing. Love and fear, it's like opposite sides of the, uh, you know, the, the same uh, coin, you mm. know. Well, I'm so glad Odette, that you wrote this book. How did you feel when you had it in your hands, when it was printed, when it was finished? How did you feel? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I love it. I love, it. I love the feel of it. I thought carefully about every aspect of it. I was guided by my spiritual mentor as well, uh, because this is a book of great truths and everything needed to be integrous with it. So I was guided by him, the greatest blessing in my life. Uh, and, you know, he's mentioned in the foreword. Uh, and I just loved everything about it. You know, on the cover, there's a lotus blossom in water, which signifies us in a way. You know, we, if you look at the world we're in that right now, it's like the lotus bloom is just perfection. And yet it's planted in mud and dirty water. And you could say that that's an analogy for the world we're in now. There's a lot of cleaning up needing to happen in our worlds. There's a lot that is not loving right now, but it's perfection because we can be that lotus blossom, uh, being the perfection of who we are, uh, rising above the mud. <laughs> I'm thinking that what a great analogy, but nobody's asked me about that before. Thank you for asking that question. Mm -hmm. So I love even the feel of it. So I want people to buy the book, not just to uh, get the download, because the book is a treasure to keep as well. Yeah. Where can people reach you and get the book? On Amazon, wherever they are, it's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So uh, Odette Woods, just look up and Angelo de la Vie, uh, which means the angel of life. You'll find it under my name anyway, but A-N-G-E-L-O. D-E-L-A-V-I-E. -E. Uh, and uh, where they can find me is odettewoods.com. I'm going to be building a membership and I'm also launching my online course, which will be taking the truths from Angela de la Vie and making it an experience mm -hmm. course for people to discover themselves within the modules, like really the journey of self-discovery. Uh, and so I want everyone to have that like right now, because we need it. Let's face it. We all need it. And we need to come together and work together uh, to kind of sort things out right now, you know. So if you had three truths to tell us at the end of this interview, what would you say? Three, three tr truths. Um, 
every single soul is an embodiment of love. Whether you know it or not, whether you relate to yourself like that or not, or not your DNA, your spiritual DNA is love. And so the purpose of life is to go excavating. <laughs> if, you think of, if you think of everything as like a mirror, imagine the mirror is you and you need to like uh, get all the cobwebs off, the cobwebs of illusion of everything that you are not to discover the truth of who you are. So get out your, uh, your cleaning tools and get going <laughs> on uh, cleaning the mirror to discover the inner truth and the luminosity of your soul. That's the first one. Second one is the gift of service. If you want to be happy, get busy helping other people. That is the access to happiness. Uh, because then you forget about yourself and you forget about everything that isn't you. You know, we live in stories. We live in, uh, uh, we live in a character and we are not the character. So if you want to come off stage, take your bow, come off stage and discover who you are when you take the mask off, get busy helping people. And that's the access. Um, and third truth, everything's perfect always. So regardless of what shows up, look for the gift. This is how I live my life every day now. We're all having challenges. I'm not Miss, what, what is it? What do they call it? Miss Pollyanna? You know, uh, my mom used to say that about me. What I love about you is you always bounce back. So it was in me to bounce back. But then I had to go through the dark night of the soul to realize sometimes I was covering up things when I was bouncing back. It was a coping mechanism. And now I've transcended all that. And I've seen that the gift in every moment is to, uh, 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 look for what is the lesson in everything that's showing up so you can learn the lesson that you don't need to keep having the same lesson again and again and you move into the next class and you increase your level of consciousness and awareness and so re regardless of what it looks like even if you have somebody judging you I just had that recently somebody judging me it was so painful but very quickly I was able to spin it around oh my gosh thank you for this gift that you show me there's still a little tiny part of me that can feel hurt because I give somebody the power to hurt me. I don't need to do that. She's my greatest gift today, showing me that I am not loving myself. So if I believe anybody else's negative opinion of me, I'm not loving myself. So what a precious, precious treasure. <laughs> that everything is a gift. Uh, to, to face each day looking that way, uh, then life becomes an adventure. And so it's almost like the reality that we're living in now is not my reality anymore. I am living on a wonderful adventure every day of self-discovery and deeper truth. Yeah. Great, Odette. And if you had a magic wand, I give you the possibility to to fulfill one wish for your own life, what would it be? My wish, my wish is to fully embody love and truth and be that for the world. That's my wish. Great. I'm so happy, Odette, that we met. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor. Honestly, it feels like we're old friends that we've met for like in other lifetimes eons ago. Uh, we've only just met, but you're already a treasure and a blessing. So thank you for this opportunity today. It really is precious. Thank you.